Well, happy spring, Rose. Oh, how exciting. I love spring, love summer. Cannot wait to the warmer weather. I, I can't believe, actually, we're spring already. I mean, it's only Christmas and we're about to... We're, we're on the run to Christmas. So today, I mean, all right, three months out, but now is the time when everyone is like, oh, I've got a spring clean, I've got to go on a diet, I've got to go on a detox, and everyone's starting doing their juice cleanse. They're all getting on the the low-carb diets. Um, I can't tell you how many friends of mine are like, oh, no, I'm not doing the carbs. Um, so let's talk today about weight loss because now is the time everyone's going nuts to try and go on a diet and to lose weight. And it's something I see a lot. And I cannot tell you how complicated people make it to lose weight. In fact, there was a study done recently that said... Um, Something to do with um, Australian women are thought to diet for 15 years of their life. 15 years of their life is spent dieting. That's just hectic. Like 15 years of our life thinking about what we're eating, thinking about our body image, that's a long time. It's it's a long time. It's depressing. It's very boring. But I have to say, if I really think about that, I definitely fell into that category. I was on a diet for pretty much most of my life until really I studied um, to become a nutritionist and really understood how food functions in the body on more of a biochemical level and then understood it a lot more because I used to be very much about low carb and, you know, I thought gluten would make me put on weight and, you know, de- some people think dairy is going to make them put on weight and there's all this misinformation out there and misunderstanding and I thought today it might be good to bust some of those myths. For sure. And and this podcast will be good because I have a lot of clients that are coming in for body treatments as well. So I think having a really good understanding of, of diet, and I actually like to call it more lifestyle um, mm. than diet, but, you know, following that lifestyle that is healthy for you and eating those foods that are healthy for your body are just going to support everything that we do in clinic with body treatments as well. When I wrote my first book, um, and I say first because hopefully I'm going to write another one. I just decided. But anyway, when I but more on skin. But when I wrote my first book, I actually wanted to call it. This is really controversial. And the um, when I was speaking with publishers, they said, "No, you can't call your book that." I was going to call it um, "Why Fat Girls Drink Skinny Lattes." Oh my god, I absolutely love that title. <laughs> I'm thinking like it's always the people that are overweight that want to lose weight that are on a diet it's always the overweight people that have the diet drinks that have the skim milk the skinny lattes it's always the overweight people that are doing the intermittent fasting um not all of them but they try everything right people that and I'm um, you know, maybe just a few kilos. I'm, I'm talking about people that just want to lose a few kilos. They will try everything, but they're always the ones that are on diets. And I can't tell you how many clients I used to see that were permanently on a diet and always trying to lose weight. And they were caught up in this vicious cycle. And I've been there myself. So I'm not saying this from a judgmental point of view. I'm saying it more, hopefully, from a might not sound it, but from a compassionate point of view, that um, we get caught on this treadmill of sort of guilt and, you know, overeating and um, deprivation and then overeating again and deprivation. And we just get caught on this 15-year cycle, if you like, of dieting 
And it doesn't have to be that way. And it's having somehow to be able to break out of that um, and not buy into all of the misleading information that is online. Because ultimately, shock value sells. The media love a shocking, newsworthy, grabby headline. And so that is what gets published. The sensible stuff that actually works doesn't usually get published because it's boring, but it works. Doesn't it come down to our relationship with food as well? Would you say that has a lot to do with why people are looking for the next best diet, the quick fix to get us to that perfect body? Isn't it our relationship with food that we need to improve as well and understand that food is there to nurture our body? I I think a lot of that, I mean, I used to, most people I come across eat to lose weight or or eat for what they'll look like rather than eat for nurturing. You know, I had a friend that will never eat egg yolks because they're fattening and I'm like, they're not fattening, that's where all the nutrition is. If you don't eat the yolk, actually, you're, you're really not getting the nutrition from the egg. So they were just eating the egg for the protein hit from the egg white but they weren't getting the nutrition and I was trying to say no but but you're not going to put on weight from eating an egg yolk but it was very hard to convince them you know they've got this um story in their head now don't eat the egg yolk because that was something that was trending a while ago you know the fat in the egg yolk and it's, it's minimal fat so please eat the egg yolk because it's got nutrients that will actually help you lose weight not put on weight um and this is where all this misinformation comes from you know people were I used to not eat gluten because I thought that was going to contribute to weight gain. And actually, when I reintroduced gluten and dairy, I lost weight. Um, Yeah, so I think people need to understand, you know, when you start having the healthy fats, when you start giving the cells the right fuel, they can start functioning at their optimum. Even when I started taking the the Vitasol Amigas, I lost weight because I swear I didn't have enough... um, essential fats in my diet and then it just revved everything up my cells could start working properly Um, so people don't understand that they need good fats for the cells to work healthy you need protein you need carbohydrates these are all um, important nutrients we need all those micronutrients as well for everything to work basically you know we we need nutrients for our adrenal glands for our thyroid gland for for cellular metabolism so if you're not getting them and you're purely just sort of stripping out nutrients then it is going to affect the body in a negative way also i think when you really deprive yourself it's not sustainable so you're sort of maybe having a couple of coffees in the day and not much to eat and maybe a salad at lunchtime, but that salad doesn't have enough fat and it doesn't have enough carbohydrate and fibre in it. Um, so you're going to get a crash around three or four o'clock in the afternoon. So you, you want to pick me up, whatever's handy, you start to eat and it might be since somebody's brought cake into work or chocolate or, you know, and then it starts to go downhill or you're grazing and snacking when you're getting home and some people don't realise how many calories are in the grazing or eating the kids' lunchbox leftovers or whatever it might be, and they've had their whole daily calorie intake, even though they haven't actually eaten very much, if that makes sense. Um, I think that's a big mistake that people make. And if all they had done is have three well-balanced meals, they would have had less calories, they wouldn't have got sort of tired and they wouldn't have then sort of started over 
or eating too many calories and they would actually lose weight. So I think there's a lot of misinformation. People do eat um, quite often for the calories or and not necessarily for the nutrients. When you start eating for the nutrition, um, your body can use those nutrients. So, for instance, the calories in nuts, let's say you had a handful of nuts and a donut, the calories may be the same. So if you're just counting calories and you have the calories from the donut, you've got fat and sugar in there, but not, not good quality nutrients that can be used by the body. So that fat and sugar is really going to be used as energy source so if you have too much energy it will get stored as fat whereas if you eat a handful of nuts it's got proteins it's got healthy fats in there um, that are used very differently and you've also got fiber so the calories in the nuts will be used very differently in the body and won't get stored straight away as fat because they'll be used for for other things and also the fiber um you, know, you don't absorb so many calories from nuts. I've actually done studies on it. So it's not you know, calorie for calorie. It's not quite that, that simple. Obviously, if you eat too many calories, whatever, even if it's healthy food, you will store excess fat. But once you start getting good nutrition, I find that you don't end up overeating. And this is really good to know as well because you can tell when a skin is depleted in nutrients. Um, we need a good diet and we need nutrients for our gut to behave, right? If our gut health is behaving, if we're feeding our flora all the food that it needs to thrive, produces really good metabolites, it impacts our hormones and our immunity. The skin is often the last place that gets the nutrients, wouldn't you agree? You know, so you can always tell if your diet is depleted in in certain food groups or in certain foods that are essential for our skin to behave, the skin will show up in that way. And also the opposite, if we're eating too much of that food that fires up accelerated aging, um, glycation or inflammatory skin conditions, that's also going to impact how our skin heals and behaves as well. Yeah, and even um, obesity, and I think we've spoken about this before, that can lead to sort of inflammation and premature aging. So just being overweight in itself is putting us at risk of chronic health conditions um, and increased systemic sort of chronic inflammation within the body so people don't realize that and then of course you've got um weight gain weight loss weight gain weight loss the yo-yo dieting and that was something that that i used to do for years because i wasn't eating properly it'd be on a diet off a diet on a diet on off on off all or nothing i'm still an all or nothing person in life i i just work that way but i eat a very balanced healthy diet now and that will affect the skin and you can lose elasticity in the skin so you will get premature aging and loss of elasticity and sort of elastosis from um rapid weight loss and particularly weight gain weight loss weight gain weight loss so that's not great either i find my body personally responds better to being consistent so i've had times where i've been super busy in the clinic and I haven't been able to eat as regularly as what I should have in comparison to times where I've actually stuck to a routine and had those three meals a day my body actually functioned better and my skin was better when I was eating consistently and I think the body in general does respond better to routine and you've heard me um you know I'm always harping on about circadian rhythms (laughs) Yes, um, and yes. basically it's your, your internal body clock. But even your microbes in your gut, 
respond to, you know, have their own little circadian rhythm. And that's why, for instance, when you're when you're travelling, you've just been overseas recently, you can wake up in the middle of the night when it would normally be your dinner time or whatever and you'd be hungry, you know. Um, your, your gut gets used to eating at a certain time every day and your microbes get used to it as well. So I always encourage people, try and eat at the same time every day, you know, have breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, and try and have it roughly around the same time, you know, around you know, whether it's 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you know, lunch around the same time and dinner around the same time. It also will help, particularly if you're somebody that overeats or binge eats, because you know that, okay, um, in an hour it's 12 o'clock and that's my lunchtime. So your, you, your body knows it's coming and you don't tend to, to overeat. Then in mid-afternoon, let's say you're having dinner at, I don't know, 6, 7 o'clock, you might want a snack in the afternoon and have something with protein and um, that's going to keep you um, fuller for longer and it will keep you going. Because when you eat three times a day, that's the biggest game changer I find with clients and they're eating regularly and they know when they're getting their food so they don't tend to overeat as much. I usually find, you know, some people go, well, what about intermittent fasting? For some people it's great and it works really well. But when it doesn't work is when people have got disordered eating and they're literally looking at the clock and they're like, another minute and I can eat my lunch. Um, that to me is a sign of something that's not quite, you know, that's that's gone a little bit obsessive and a little bit extreme. Fasting is going to be good for um, microbes. It's good for, uh, you know, blood sugar it's it's there's got some real health benefits to it good for longevity but i'm a big believer if you have your dinner at look i'm an early dinner person let's face it you know i can be five six o'clock <laughs> no yeah maybe not not for everyone but you know if i if i had dinner at six i probably wouldn't eat breakfast until nine so that's that's a fast really I'm not going oh, I can't eat breakfast it's five to nine I can't have it yet you know it's just it's about working with your body and that's why it's called breakfast you're breaking the fast but nowadays people are eating at nine o'clock then they're having breakfast at seven o'clock and they're, they're not getting that good amount of time in between food we need a bit of a, a rest for the digestive system as well and there are benefits to intermittent fasting but when it's done in a way where, oh, I can't go out for breakfast, I can't go out for brunch, I can't eat till 2 o'clock, and then once that 2 o'clock button hits, they just eat whatever they like and cram in all these excess calories and then starve again um, or fast, that probably isn't going to be beneficial for their, their weight. Yeah, no, I can't say that that would be good for anyone really. Um, so we know how much exercise is important for weight loss and obviously nutrition is important for weight loss as well. Healthy ratio, would you say 80% diet, 20% exercise? Over-exercising, let's talk about the impact of that too because I see a lot of um, negative um, reactions in skin with people that do over-exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Look, exercise is important for general health and well-being. It's important for our, our hormones, for our mental health. Um, so daily exercise is really important. But if somebody is exercising and this is a mistake a lot of people make. They don't change their diet and then they just up the exercise to lose weight. You probably won't lose weight because then you'll put muscle on. Um, and if you over-exercise, like really intensely exercise, then um, you can actually raise your cortisol levels, which can then actually make it harder to shift the weight. So you need to eat to fuel your exercise. So, for instance, 
Dave, like we always give Dave a little bit of a <laughs> poor Dave. Every podcast he gets a bit of a knock. Um, but for instance, Dave runs. He's not a marathon runner, but he runs a good ten k's almost every day. But Dave doesn't eat enough to fuel that run, so he will then crash, and then we'll probably go and eat the wrong food after. So we. I was like, you're not eating to fuel your running. And then he was going, why am I not losing weight? And I said, because you're you're putting so much stress on your body, you're not fueling it the right way to get the right fuel. Um, and when he started, you know, getting the right amount of carbs and fat and protein to fuel the run, um, he wasn't getting the crashes and then he wasn't going for his banana bread. <laughs> um so just something like that for instance you know it was it just he needed to actually eat more to shift his body into being able to he doesn't need to lose weight um but just to have that little bit of extra sort of weight around the tummy um but he actually used to be very overweight Dave um when I met him he was a, a real chunky monkey but he didn't know basically what he should eat to be healthy so I always remember he called me one day because I was a nutritionist and said, you'll be really proud of me today because I had salad for lunch. And I said, oh, what did you have? He goes, I had pasta salad. So he basically had cold pasta creamy salad and thought it was salad and thought it was healthy. Bless. Um, and then after a little bit of education and really increasing the plant foods and just getting some, you know, I always say, you know, have protein at every meal, carbohydrate but good quality you know things like your whole grains um and good fats at every meal and really upping those plant foods he shared heaps of weight and I would I'm look I'm English so I'd say it was like three and a half stone whatever that is in kilos but he he lost a lot of weight and just from making simple changes he's not on a diet he just changed started eating more of a Mediterranean style diet um and having real salads and veggies and protein and rice in his salad rather than just cold pasta <laughs> it's diversity too isn't it dave he's so cute he's so i still cute. never when i called him a dog <laughs> he's okay he's okay he survived <laughs> um but yeah diversity in the diet is good um and taking out food groups isn't necessarily a good thing is it would you agree because i see Clients that are vegan um, and no disrespect to clients that are vegan obviously but there is a difference in their skin um when they're vegan in comparison to someone that's eating quite a you know diverse diet mediterranean style diet there are some nutrients that are missing for sure i think with vegan you know um you can have a you, you can be healthy and be vegan but you just do need to be mindful of what you're eating particularly things like b12 your omegas zinc minerals um iron those are the things in particular um even calcium, if you make sure if you're having plant milk, make sure it's got fortified calcium in it. Um, I have seen a lot of vegans that have ended up, you know, with the hair falling out and the skin being very pale, and they're getting like the purple marks, poor wound healing. And in the end, they've actually ended up introducing some fish and some meat, just purely um, to to help with that. But that's not to be said. You know, people can be vegan if they would need to supplement with a, a B12 supplement, for instance, make sure they're getting enough omegas in the diet. Well, they probably wouldn't be, so they'd need to supplement. So you need to supplement more with a vegan diet. I wouldn't go vegan to lose weight because a lot of the there's a lot of ultra-processed food that is vegan food, you know, fake food, basically, um, 
And I remember when all the vegan treats were trending and they were coconut oil based and really high calorie foods and people were actually putting on weight with all those foods. So coconut oil is not actually a health food, just just to put that out there. And now and again, fine in a curry, but it's, it's not something that you should be adding into your diet as a health food. It, it's definitely not. It's just a saturated fat with no nutrients really. So not something that I would, would recommend. I think the biggest mistake that women make is cutting out the carbohydrates we are scared of carbohydrates and obviously those really refined carbohydrates aren't going to be good for us they're just shooting up the blood sugar and empty calories but when we don't have you know the really good quality sort of fruits vegetables legumes whole grains then we're not getting the right nutrients for the gut microbes but we need carbohydrates for energy for brain health for cellular fuel and if we're not getting them it can actually negatively impact our adrenal glands it can put excess stress on the body increase cortisol it can negatively impact the thyroid gland um, and people then end up feeling exhausted and crashing because they're on these really extreme low carbohydrate diets and then they end up binge eating and they get into this this sort of binge eating cycle so low carbohydrates long term aren't necessarily um well they're not beneficial particularly for women and for for hormonal health now i'm talking about um you know when people strip out all the carbs they don't eat any bread they don't eat any rice they don't eat any whole grains and they're they're really really on a low low carb diet they're not literally getting enough fuel. You'll also notice that their mood can change and they can get quite narky, a bit neurotic, a bit sort of highly stressed. Um, and that's a sign that, you know, you need to start eating eating some carbs, have a piece of bread. And then if they then go for the gluten-free options, most of those are highly, highly refined products. They're white refined tapioca starch and white rice flour. And so you're not getting the whole grains, you're not getting the microbe support for the gut, um, you're not getting the healthy blood sugar balance. So you're not getting the nutrients necessarily from those carbohydrate rich, they're, they're the refined carbs that we want to minimise. So if you're going gluten free, then go for the whole grain options because you could actually put on weight going gluten-free because it's all refined carbs and no no nutrients, so you end up eating more. Totally. You know, um, a lot of the gluten-free foods are full of sugar and very refined. I know when I first meet a client in a consultation and, and we're chatting about lifestyle and stress levels in particular, for those clients that are um, going through quite a lot of stress in their diet, you know, adrenals, cortisol, if they've been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, um, they tend to be more attracted to eating that sugar-type food, refined processed carbohydrates. So it is about educating them um, on, on ensuring that they are eating a balanced diet, in particular for results from treatments and, and you know, everything that we're trying to do in the clinic to rebuild their skin, that's important. Um, clients going through menopause as well, obviously fluctuation in hormones there, that can be a real trap because you can tend to be more attracted to eating sugary foods, refined processed um, carbohydrates, and we don't digest them as well as we get older either. So, you know, I've seen clients put on a lot of belly fat during that time of their life as well. So, you know, diet's huge, especially when you're treating skin and looking after skin health. You, you can't do it. Fundamentally, you need the diet, you need the lifestyle, you need the gut health, you need the ingestible support. 
to support everything that we do in here. For sure. When I see that excess weight around the belly, usually that's a sign of, to me, the diet, you know, there's, there's blood sugar dysregulation there. Some, you know, whether it's insulin resistance, whether it's got to that stage, but usually they need to then start increasing the protein. They're normally not eating enough protein in the diet. And, you know, protein, that would be things like fish, um, uh, chicken, eggs, those types of things. Most people don't have enough protein in the diet. And if you don't start the day with protein, um, you'll find that you, you do get those energy drops mid-morning and then you want to have a snack to pick you up most people don't have enough protein at lunchtime either and if you don't have good quality protein at lunchtime again you're going to feel tired in the afternoon and reach for that coffee and reach for that that chocolate hit Um, so that's when they start going for those refined carbohydrates and that then gets them on this this vicious cycle I also find alcohol as well if somebody just cannot shift that that weight around the middle also be questioning them about you know how much alcohol are you drinking you're drinking alcohol every day usually that thickening around the waist you know everyone blames menopause but you don't see it on people that have a really healthy diet right and they people that usually it's you you can um I've, I've always been a believer you know I can sort of quite often look at someone's face and get a good idea of emotions and diet you can see a lot through face but you can also see a lot through body shape as well so you can see and this may be a Chinese medicine thing and I'm not a Chinese medicine expert and I find it fascinating but the body definitely changes shape by what you eat so if you're eating a um, diet that is very um, high in refined carbohydrates quite often you'll see a lot of heaviness in the the lower half of the body Um, if somebody has got more insulin resistance blood sugar imbalances if they're having things like too much alcohol you will start to see that excess weight um, around the midriff you also will see men's body shapes changing shape when they're having more sort of xenoestrogens in the diet and ultra processed food if you just look at some of the their young men these days their body shape is a lot heavier on the bottom half and it shouldn't be and that's usually a sign of more high circulating estrogen levels that that high higher androgens are usually when they're more around the the tummy area so we need to be looking at diet and and hormones it's very interesting just looking at someone's body shape you can get an idea of their their diet and their lifestyle it's the typical places that the body stores fat isn't it it's you know the flanks, the tummy, the arms. As women get older, you tend to see those areas. If they're not eating the right diet, they tend to just get bigger and bigger and they can look quite fluidy as well. And high cortisol. So if you've got, um, you know, cortisol, um, usually you get skinny legs and then you get more of a tummy. So that that can tell me as well sort of what's going on in the diet as well. Um, it's it's very very interesting and then if they're having too many refined carbohydrates and too many carbs well carbohydrates um, will actually help us to retain fluid so don't be scared of that because what will happen is you just look healthy right if you're eating the right carbohydrates you're just going to look look healthy and dewy 
when we're not getting enough carbohydrates, you can get what I call carb face. Um, and you'll see it a lot in personal trainers and people that go to the gym a lot where they just don't have that extra padding on the face. Um, you'll see it because they don't they, they haven't got that fluid, if you like, in the face. I'm not talking about excess fluid. I'm just talking about a healthy, hydrated cell. But when we, when we strip away the carbs... Um, we we also in a way don't hold on to to so much water so when we eat carbs the energy that we don't use straight away will get stored in the body as glycogen right and glycogen will hold on to water and that's just normal that's how it works so that's why when people go on a really low carb diet to start with they start losing excess or they'll lose water um, because they're not storing the excess glycogen so to start with, they're like, oh, I'm losing weight. But then they start to then feel tired and exhausted and then they start to um, not feel so good and then that can start to increase cortisol levels in the body. So not enough carbs. You can start to look very gaunt looking and you don't sort of look plump and hydrated. Too many carbs. You know, you'll see it on if somebody is binge drinking and binge eating junk food, they get puffy looking. Mm, definitely. Um, you'll see someone, you go, oh, they're not looking. They look like they're just not taking care of themselves. They just have got this puffy look. And usually that's from too much sugar, too many refined carbohydrates and too much alcohol. It could be one or all of them. And they get this real puffy look to the face. And that's when they're holding on to too much fluid because there's the cells are, have got excess glycogen because they're not using all this extra energy for fuel and it's, it's holding on to it. And skin ages very quickly. Um, I can always tell when someone's eating quite a lot of refined processed carbohydrates. It's almost like the skin looks dirty. Um, it, it has like a ruddy kind of look to it. It doesn't look healthy. It's not. You can tell it's just not functioning very well. It almost looks a bit toxic. Mm. Yeah. And almost... A bit, um, yeah, ruddy, almost red, a little bit inflamed as well, but has a bit of a puffy look to it as well. It does, yeah. Um, vascular, pigmented, breakouts, just there's no glow. Yeah, just ruddy. And if anyone, you know, goes out at the weekend and has too many drinks at the weekend, they, they will notice the next day. I remember somebody once saying to me, why is it when I drink alcohol my um, dark circles go away? <laughs> and I said, well, it's probably because you're, you've got more fluid in your face. Not as noticeable. You know, so the eyes weren't looking as sunken and hollow and that everything was more puffed up. Um, so yeah. it wasn't as noticeable. So I'm not saying <laughs> go drink alcohol to get rid of dark circles because long term it will actually make the dark circles worse because it can put stress on your liver. But... Um, you, you can get puffy eyes, puffy face when you wake up in the morning if you've had too many, um, you know, if you've had a big night on the pasta and on the wine, you, you could feel a little bit puffy the next day. I know. I've, I've seen that in myself. Like, I'm not a drinker. You know, I, I don't drink alcohol. It's just not something I enjoy. But on the odd occasion, if I have been out and I've had a drink, I drink a vodka, lime and soda. That's my drink if I'm going to have one. I will see it in my face the next day. I will see it straight away. Even if I've just had the one drink, I can notice it. Mm. I can actually feel it in my system the next mm. day. It's almost like a, well, it is a poison, but it is almost like you could, you, I can actually feel it in my system. And Dave says to me, oh, don't be ridiculous. You wouldn't feel it after one drink. I said, Dave, I can feel it. 
My body is a temple and it's pure and I can feel when something doesn't belong in it. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, you know, I was actually out with friends yesterday and I had a glass of wine at, at um, we had a late lunch. But yeah, today, this morning, I was like, oh, I really could feel that glass of wine. We had a great time though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Sometimes, you know, it was like, oh, actually, I actually did need that glass of wine yesterday. But um, I could feel it. Yeah, you, you almost feel like your cells are holding on to, to more fluid. It's quite... It's quite interesting. So I think, you know, when somebody is sort of looking at losing weight, my top tips, Rose, the things that I think are absolutely life-changing, eat at the same time every day as much as you possibly can. I would say three times a day, ideally. Also, really look at what you can include into the diet. Really, really up the plant-based foods. I literally will have a massive bowl of vegetables all mixed up every night and then add my protein and my good fats to it and my healthy carbohydrates. Um, but really, really add you know a lot of fruits and vegetables. I'm saying, you know, looking at five to 600 grams a day of um, vegetables – it's a lot. You you need a lot of vegetables. It's going to help with all different types um, and include that diversity. So you've got, you know, legumes in the diet, you've got whole grains in the diet, you've got fruits, you've got vegetables, mix it up, nuts and seeds. I eat so many nuts and seeds. Um, again, don't be scared of nuts, but try and eat the raw mixed nuts. Try not to eat the salted, roasted ones. They're not as good for us. I need to eat seeds. Um, to get all your good fats in there as well. Extra virgin olive oil is great. Don't be scared of that either. Um, and really fill up on the good stuff, particularly the the plants. Fill up on the vegetables. If you have your main plate vegetables, you only need you know a couple of spoonfuls of rice. You don't need much. Most people are filling the plate with the rice and not having enough of the plant foods. And that's where they're getting it all, all wrong. You don't actually need much rice. Most people have way too much. So three times a day, include protein at every meal. So protein at breakfast, whether that's, I know, goat's cheese or an egg, um, a protein powder in a smoothie, but make sure you have your protein at breakfast with some good fats, whether that's nuts, seeds, extra virgin olive oil, and also carbohydrate, whether it's oats or whether it's bread or, you know, whole grain bread, rye bread, something like that. So we need that to keep us fuller for longer same at lunchtime. If you're having a salad, make sure there's a little bit of whole grain or carbohydrate or legumes in there. Um, have protein as well, again, whether it's chicken or fish, um, and have a lot of vegetables in there as well. So you feel full, so you're not having small portions. You, you feel content after eating. Um, if you want a snack in the afternoon, by all means, go ahead and do so, but try not to have... Um, well, you won't actually. When you fill up on the good stuff, you don't really want all the, the extra high calorie things because your body is not craving that, that sugar hit. And then dinner. Eat the same dinner, not the same dinner, but at the same time if you can, roughly around that time every night. And again, really make sure you've got all the veggies on the plate and have your protein and your good fat. Um, and then try and have a good amount of time before your next meal the next morning. So once you've had dinner ideally that's it you're not then grazing because people will then go and get the chips and god knows what out and then start munching all night long so it's about routine really that's the most important thing if you can get into a routine rather than say oh you know what i ate a donut yesterday so today i'm going to starve myself go all day until four o'clock and then cave 
and then you get on this this cycle of of guilt and overeating again. Weight loss is actually really easy and it's really simple. Um, and it, it actually makes you feel good, you know. It's just putting in that little bit of extra thought every day, planning your meals, meal prepping, you know, making sure that you're kind of organised. You know, pick a day during the week, I say to my clients, that you're going to do your shopping and then plan ahead for the week, especially if you're working full-time, what you're going to eat. It might be the same meal every day, but plan it so you're eating at the same time every day. You've got a good routine and good structure and it does make you feel good. You know, it's a bit about mindset as well. You actually feel really good because you you feel like you're looking after yourself. You're not craving the sugars. Your skin's starting to look incredible. You know, it's just a, a knock-on effect. It makes you feel so much better. And even, you know, if you, I don't actually meal plan um, because it's just not how I work. <laughs> I don't prep my meals. You know, I just go shopping and then I'll, you know, eat what I want the, the next day. Um, but if you're... If you're taking work to lunch, then you obviously need to ideally prep and, and take that with you. Otherwise, though, you can go out and get lunch. It, you know, people go, oh, you know, I have to eat out. Well, yeah, but you don't have to choose the things that you're choosing. You know, you don't have to choose a burger and the fries. Now and again, if you want to, fine. But there are healthier alternatives that you can have like we just said, you know, a beautiful salad with chicken or chickpeas and dressing and you don't have to go for the unhealthy versions. There's a lot of healthy versions that you can get takeaway as well. Sometimes I think people just use it as an excuse when they, they're not eating well. Um, or sometimes it might just be people don't know what to eat. But I think you need to eat enough. Most people don't eat enough during the day. And then by the time they come home, that's it. They get in, pour the wine, start nibbling, start grazing, and then it's all over. And they all their calories at night time. That's a real trap too and that's actually a really good point because I do see a lot of clients that are so busy during the day that they forget to eat Um, and that's a very, very good point because then you are going to fall into that trap of eating sugar and all your snacks at night and alcohol, you know, it's a thing. Look, bottom line is I think if we're eating well and we've got a really good healthy diet, our body's going to function better, our skin is going to look and feel much better and it's going to respond better to treatment. So I think this education is good for everyone. Absolutely. (laughs) Recording stop.